taking a few minutes to sit quietly and arrive before we formally begin. Welcoming into consciousness the sense of arriving into this meditation hall. Welcoming however the body is our mood as it is, the feeling tone. As it is, without judgment, just honoring it's like this now as we begin. This period of retreat. giving ourselves permission to be with just how it is now. On this peaceful summer evening,
welcome everyone here on this retreat. My name is Kitty Saro. This is Tanisara on my right. We feel welcomed. by coming back again into this lovely, delicious oasis, oasis of contemplation. Over the years, we've been to Guy House many times, leading retreats, so it's uh, lovely to be back from uh, South Africa where we've been living for the last 14 years, to be back here in this country, which in many ways has been a spiritual home to us. We spent the late 70s, the 80s, the early 90s in monastic life, in in monasteries in this country. And we're blessed by a culture that was tolerant, that was generous in recognizing the importance of having opportunities to devote one's life to reflection, to contemplation, to inquiring and investigating what's going on that seems to give rise to this turmoil that we can so easily experience as a human being to investigate the possibilities for peacefulness, brightness, skillfulness in living. It's been our sense that this uh, culture has, has... honored that, so it's lovely to be back, and particularly in a place here that recognizes that uh, vital resource, a sanctuary, a place uh, dedicated to to safety. Where for a while we don't have to be a scintillating personality, have to pass any tests, not competing to get the award, but where we're given the opportunity to listen inwardly, outwardly, and align ourselves with a true principle. On this retreat, uh, Wings of Awakening, we have one week. For some of us, it might uh, not seem long. Others, it might seem we can be anxious. What am I going to do for seven whole days? But I encourage us to reflect on this time as a blessing, that we have the resources, the space, 
the interest to take take time out. The recognition that it is important to pause. That principle in the Judeo-Christian traditions that was called Sabbath or cessation or stopping. The ancient principle that in the, for example, the Buddhist tradition was, was called the, up, <coughs> the upasata, the, the periods the, the, of pausing to observe, pausing <coughs> to allow ourselves to see what has been created, what have we set in motion, what currents of creation, of desire, of aversion, of, of aspiration, of, of fear are, are motivating our, our words, our thoughts, our words, our deeds. In pausing, we have a chance to uh, acknowledge the different dimensions of our being, our body, that physicality that weightiness that has shape, is tangible, can be seen, heard, felt. To acknowledge that, to acknowledge our feeling nature, that we're pleased and displeased, find contact pleasant or unpleasant or neutral, to recognize that, see its power. to pause enough and be still enough to begin to, to discover the incredible power of our perception, the way we frame our reality which we might just take to be the truth when we're thinking, this is me, that's you, that's tomorrow, that's yesterday, that's good, that's bad. It seems sometimes we can take our perceptions to be just descriptions of the real, not recognizing how powerful our thoughts are at at constructing realities that we make assumptions about. That subtle work the recognition of the nature of perception and thought, which this kind of circumstance, permission to be silent, permission to listen, permission and not being afraid to be with what we're with, not what might not like or want to publicize that we're anxious put on a billboard that we we're, feel overwhelmed. We don't brag about our irritation usually, our anxieties, our compulsive, maybe embarrassing or shameful tendencies. But on retreat, on these uposata periods, in this 
sacred time, this, this time where we're setting aside time to align with, with the way things actually are, we, we can see whatever appears. And remember that this, whatever it is, it's arising and ceasing within this lawfulness, this true nature, this dharma. The theme of this retreat is wings of awakening. The Buddha laid out various lists of qualities and practices that are aids and helpful. in cultivating to to awaken to our true home what he called sometimes the original brightness of our true nature the list that, uh, of of these qualities which the Buddha called, which we'll be reflecting on on this retreat, the Buddha called indriya, or spiritual faculties. When these indriya, or when these qualities become strong, they become powers, they guide the mind, guide our being home. It is said that these five spiritual faculties or qualities or indriya lead one place. They lead to our original brightness, to our true nature, to what the Buddha called nibbana, the ending of confusion. These particular uh, qualities are are very wide-ranging beginning with sadha, the language of the Buddha spoke sadha, which we could translate as trust, confidence, could be translated as faith. Second one, virya, persistence, energy, effort, that which helps us stay with the path. The middle quality, the third one, sati or mindfulness, staying connected to the way things are in this present moment. Fourth quality is samadhi, gatheredness, that, that sense when we get really rooted, stabilized, right here and now where we always have been, but where we forget when we get swept aside by every restless Impulse. The fifth quality is uh, panya, wisdom. Trust, the first one, trust, sadha, confidence, or what some call faith. We all, we might not know it, but we all have faith. It's useful to notice what, where our faith is. Some people even who claim they don't have faith. They might claim it vehemently. But do we then have faith in our rational mind? 
faith in our views and opinions? Is that what we trust? What do we trust? Trust our fear, maybe. Trust our anxiety. It's a particular sort of trust, a particular sort of sadha, which the Buddha encouraged living beings to cultivate who are interested in returning to our true nature. And we all, we wouldn't be on this retreat if we didn't have a certain amount of that trust. Trust that there is a possibility of growing beyond our habits. If we believe that we were just a leaf in the wind, just total victim of our fears and moods, desires and aversions, we wouldn't go on meditation retreat. Because there is some faith and a possibility of developing, growing, letting go of the harmful, aligning with and developing that which is wholesome. If we didn't have that sort of trust or faith or sadha, we wouldn't come. When there is, when one is associated with good people, wise people, we then tend to hear true principle, hear words, hear teachings, hear reflections about the way things are and the path to to truth. That then. When we hear something that rings true, that deepens our trust and then can give rise to that second quality, to effort, effort to put into practice what we've heard. Trust is the foundation. If we didn't have any trust, we don't make any effort in alignment with that teaching or that aspiration as we begin this retreat, I would like to, to, we don't necessarily know this unless we're awake, but it's useful, even if we don't know, to listen to the words of the wise ones, like the Buddha, and then to investigate it. The Buddha taught that in the famous, this famous, what's called Sharangama Sutra, this discourse on Sharangami means the means the durable, that which is unshakable, the Sarangama Sutra. It's referring to that in the universe which does not shake, does not break, does not falter. In that uh, discourse, the Buddha said, because we don't understand two roots we wander endlessly in, in this birth and death, excitement and disappointment, hope and despair. 
The first root that he said we don't understand is the root of endless birth and death, which is this mind that continually grasps hold of conditions, moments, circumstances, and takes that to be who we are. That's the first root. The Buddha said when we don't understand that, we never arrive home. The mind that grasps that conditions. Peaceful summer evenings in the lush countryside. I haven't seen that for a while. Ah, we can take that. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. But when we, for example, grasp that, I've made it home. Then when the thundercloud comes, the cold or the rain, or the backache. Grasp it conditions, light, dark, pleasing, displeasing, a mood. This first root that we don't understand is the mind that grasps that conditions, taking that to be me. A pleasant feeling, a peaceful state. Yes, me. We'll be investigating this. And the second root that the Buddha, root R-O-O-T, fundamental principle, basic principle, that we don't understand, it leads to endless suffering, is not recognizing the root of the essence of consciousness. What I called earlier this evening the original brightness that pure essence of awareness within which, from which all conditions arise and cease. That matrix, that ground, we don't notice it when we're so busy grasping at these conditions that move through the ground. Every sound is a condition, the sound of my voice arises, touches consciousness, and then dissolves back into whatever word you give is just another condition, but back into that listening, that silence, that original brightness, that which you could call the essence of consciousness. We sometimes think we've lost it, because we're fooled by conditions and then we rush over there to find it, grasping at another condition which keeps changing. So to begin this retreat, I would like us to remember that this original brightness, this essence of consciousness the Buddha says is always here and now. Always. Yes, being on retreat, the conditions are supportive. Being with good people, the conditions are supportive to helping us honor and penetrate the here and the now. But that the original brightness, the true nature, is what the Buddha called, and we'll be reciting this every day, Sanditiko. It's always here and now.
akaliko. It's not limited to a certain time. It's not just for when you get deeply peaceful. It's not just when you've been very good and done more bowels than anybody else. Yes, more bowels. Good bowels are good. But the Dhamma, the truth, the original brightness is not bound by time. We'll keep coming. I, we start with this just to remind you it's not that we're going somewhere. All these spiritual faculties, the first one, faith, I'm encouraging us to have the faith that it's not that we're going somewhere else. I'm encouraging us to have the trust that this body-mind, this moment, this awareness has within it the treasures of the sacred mountain, the treasures of wisdom and compassion, the treasures of clear seeing. The Buddha taught Vimutti Sara Sabe Dhamma. Sabe means all, Dhamma means every circumstance, every condition. Sabe Dhamma. Vimutti. Vimutti means every condition Vimutti Sara has as its essence that original brightness. Vimutti means free, unobstructed, measureless. Important principle in the Dhamma. We might not know that. We probably don't know that. But just having that thought is to encourage our faith, which then leads to our efforts, encouraging our trust, which leads to our efforts and our mindfulness, our, our efforts to compose and then investigate. Very important to remember we're not going anywhere. We're learning more and more to be where we've always been, right here. The beginning of of the retreat is now appearing within this brightness. And now the memory of, I didn't hear the introduction talk, the manager's talk, that's a memory or the suffer, or you arriving this evening. That's a, a memory that's coming in the original brightness. How's it going to go tomorrow? Will that knee flare up again? I thought this was my knee that was giving me the problem. After years, I didn't have knee problems. I thought, everybody else having knee problems, I thought, thank the Lord I haven't had knee problems. And this knee started going, oh God, I'm getting old. And now on the way down here, this knee started giving me trouble. Is it going to give me more trouble? What's that? Speculation about what might happen. Vimutti sarasabedama. The true nature is right at the heart of worrying if your knee is going to give you trouble. thinking you have to figure out some big life decision. 
Buddha didn't say, Vimutti Sara, freedom is the essence once you've figured out all your problems. Didn't say that. So I'm encouraging us, give ourselves permission to be with what arises and be very careful about just judging it as somehow something going wrong, not as good as the last retreat or what you had hoped for. Can we trust that being right with these conditions and listening, the secret doorway home to the original brightness, the efforts that we're making all are pointing to the doorway, which is right in the middle of those five spiritual qualities, what's called sati, which is often translated in the West as mindfulness. Maybe it should be heartfulness, letting your heart be filled with what is actually here. And particularly, don't lose track of the body. This is our friend. Our friend. Sometimes we think it's just getting into this subtle stuff that's far from the body. The Buddha said the body is our foundation of mindfulness. It anchors us. We learn to be with the body one step at a time, be with an in-breath, be with an out-breath. Give ourselves permission that even something seemingly so boring or so unspectacular or so, how can a footstep help me figure out how we're going to stop the world from being destroyed? Economic collapses, political instability everywhere, Global issues, the global climate change is not being acknowledged by so many. Yes, important. But even being with one step, one breath. My first occasion of meeting Ajahn Chah. Thirty-three years ago. Don't try to figure everything out, he said. Don't you don't have to see everything at the same time. He said. If, he said if you know one thing, he told me if you know one thing, well, you'll understand everything. He pointed to his nose. He pointed me to my nose. I've been trying to look away from my nose for years. I grew up with people laughing at my nose. In class, son, you have a nose like the keel of a ship. (laughs) Who would have thought my nose could be a gateway? Even neat, N-O-S-E can be spelled K-N-O-W-S. He, she knows. Just don't have to look at the nose. But he pointed me there. Can we know an in-breath and an out-breath? Let the simplicity of it arises and it ceases. Comes and goes. Just like a step, a thought, 
a day? Can we give ourselves permission to learn from the little simple things and listen in to the breathing, to the body, to the steps? When we really, through learning to be with the simple, through persistence, beginning again, remembering that we're not going somewhere else, we're just returning to where we've always been, right here, then naturally, revelation will naturally happen. Naturally, we will begin to see that this conditioned world is like a bubble, it's changing. It can be beautiful to honor that change with every in-breath becoming otherwise, instant by instant, swelling, subsiding, receiving, letting go. As we see that more and more clearly, it will become more and more obvious in our wiser moments that of course one can't claim it like trying to claim a waterfall, try to grasp it, a waterfall. There'll be a natural letting be, letting things come and go, the opportunity to rest again, to recognize again this matrix, this ground, this field of brightness, which is our inner listening, our awareness, whatever you want to call it. It's just another name. But we mutti sarasa bedama at the essence of every condition. Every condition reveals this true nature. Everything we offer on this retreat will be... A skillful means offered. Nothing's forced. We will have recitation, we will have chanting, we will have bowing, we will have qigong, which is a simple meditative movement. It's not compulsory. But, But explore, find out what works. It really helps, though, to keep the silence so that we give ourselves permission and others permission to listen If you need to rest, we all have different bodies. We trust you to do what you need to do. If you need to rest, sometimes rest. But please try to come, if you can, for this morning instruction in the... What time is it? 9.30. And the evening talk, just so one can keep in alignment with the basic framework that we're encouraging. That's really helpful. But as we'll be seeing the the efforts we make, we're encouraging people to make efforts, but to tune the efforts. And each of our bodies is going to be tuned differently. Too much effort, too tense. Too little effort, too slack. Tuning this body, mind. We'll be doing bowing. For some of you, that's new. We offer it because it's helpful to us. But just explore it. In the morning, we'll be bowing, just starting for those who wish. 
bowing to Kuan Yin, which is an archetype. It's a it's a framework. The Kuan Yin is the Chinese translation of Avalokiteshvara, a being in the Buddhist cosmology that translates as the one, the compassionate one who listens at ease to the sounds of the world. Chinese Kuan Yin. Kuan means regarding yin, the sound. Avalokita means to regard, to listen, svara, to the sounds. Or avalokitishvara means contemplative ease. That principle in the Buddhist text, in the Buddhist teachings, the principle of avalokiteshvara or kuan yin holds the ground of our true nature. The inner listening is what takes us home. Kuan Yin appears in the scriptures as the master of a profound wisdom in the Heart Sutra, but also as the merciful one who helps relieve living beings from suffering. In our morning bowing, as we bow to the name Kuan Yin, we're, we're learning to deepen this sadha, this trust, this confidence in this principle that I've been talking about this evening, this principle that within us there is this original brightness, that within us is the, uh, the, the Buddha, the, the awakened one the true nature, the nature of things. It's all within this body-mind. When we bow and touch our head to the ground and rest in the ground, we're bowing and resting in that inner listening, listening to the body as we bow, listening to the moods. Maybe we're resisting or not liking or worrying. We hear that condition coming and going before the brightness before that which knows, that which is listening. Our devotional practices are helping us learn to trust that it's okay to be with whatever condition it is, painful, pleasant, happy, unhappy. So though we're not going anywhere, this path more and more brings us here. Nevertheless, the, the path does unfold. As our teacher Ajahn Chah would say, at first we learn the Dhamma, but we haven't understood it yet. We're hearing principles, we're hearing teachings from some sense of who we might trust. We hear that, we learn, but we haven't really understood then maybe we understand the principle, say the principle I'm touching this evening, that no, our true nature is right here. We don't see it because we're busy chasing some condition that we think is me and mine and trying to hold on to that. And by so busy trying to catch hold of and keep something, we miss what's right in front of us. That's a principle. 
that we can understand the principle, but then we haven't necessarily practiced yet. Practiced seeing it for ourselves. So Ajahn Chah would say, we've learned, but we haven't yet understood. Then we understand, but we haven't yet practiced. Then we practice, but we haven't yet seen the Dharma. We can practice, we'll all be practicing together, aligning ourselves with this body and mind in this present moment. And there's the possibility of seeing, recognizing our original brightness, tasting its peacefulness. But even though we've seen the Dhamma, then we've not become the Dhamma, as Ajahn Chah said. To become the Dhamma is a very difficult thing, he said. That for each of us, we have to realize for ourselves that becoming the Dhamma, meaning that unshakability, I certainly am still very shakable. That's why I'm very grateful that we can be here and encourage each other to learn, to understand, to practice, to keep seeing into in any moment. It's possible. Because remember, the truth is always here and now, to see the Dhamma and then little by little learn to be the Dhamma. to be one with the truth of how things actually are. Tanisha and I are not claiming anything. We love the Dhamma, have been practicing for years, but we still are humbled by how one can be hijacked by suffering, by fears and desires and aversions. But we remember that the teachings and good friends help us return. So we're practicing together. We're in a position where we're sharing encouragement. But let's make it clear. We're practitioners just like you. We would like to consecrate this retreat by, as is our custom, reciting a few of the ancient teachings of the Buddha in the language that he might have spoken, the language that the Theravada scriptures are passed down in, what's called Pali, teaching the Buddha gave on the blessings of wisdom and compassion, patience, the blessings of these qualities I've been talking about. Tanisra will invite all that which is good and wholesome to bear witness to this auspicious activity. All these people, all of us, making a determination to use this time to cultivate the path of awakening, freeing us from suffering determining that may that be a blessing because we're all interwoven. May it be a blessing to our family, to our community, to our country, to this earth, to all beings. So may we, as you listen to the sounds, unless you know Pali, you probably won't understand what we're saying, but trusting that we're reciting teachings of the Buddha, I encourage us to Dedicate and remember that what we do, that ultimately we're interwoven with this mysterious totality. 
to dedicate our efforts consciously as a blessing to each other, to the whole. Let's stretch just for a couple of minutes and then we'll do the chanting and and conclude. Sarume sunam. 
bhujo jasu bhujo jasu vacha cha samvato anatimam santo sako jasu paro jahapaki jasala kukavati santim riyo jannipako jahapakambo kulesu ananugito นัจจคุตังสัมมาจารีคินชิเยนวิญญูปาเลอุปวัตติยังสุขินโนวาคีมิโนสาเบสัตตะปวันตุสุขิตตาเยเกติปานปุตตะติตะสาวะตาวะล
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.